Welcome to the business and financial advice show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly. Brought to you by Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy. Your very own group of professional peers offering instant tips, training, and business networking. Learn how to have more time and increase your income by joining Mega today. And now, here's your host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for business owners, by business owners, who are excited and happy to share the tips, tools, and strategies that they implement regularly to grow their own businesses. So everybody get out your pens and paper. We're going to be taking lots of notes today as we talk with Lisa Johnson. Lisa, who is well known for being the passive income queen, is a business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. She's a straight talker, an insightful thinker, and a passionate believer in working smarter, not harder. Lisa's strong, authentic, and real business values have built her a hugely loyal and engaged audience and social media following. Her fans also follow her incredible personal success, which now sees her and her family travel around the world as 80% of her income is generated from passive and semi-passive income. Lisa opened her free Facebook community, The Fabulous 5%, to help and support the 95% of business owners who give up in the first few years of business. She teaches entrepreneurs the strategies, tools, and mindset to grow and thrive in their business, showing them how to maximize their income using tested techniques that she has used herself to become a multi-six-figure earner in just over a year. Now, hundreds of her clients achieve astronomical results and transformations through her one-to-one coaching, passive income courses, and in her thriving GSD Society membership. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, thanks for having me. You have to excuse my coughing. I've got pneumonia right now, but the show oh. must go on. <laughs> so, oh, you're dedicated. <laughs> we will. I will ask questions, and I'll let you talk and just try to not cough. <laughs> <laughs> So I am really excited to get a chance to talk with you and and meet you and learn some of these wonderful things that that you talk about. And I love the idea of passive income. That, to me, makes so much sense because you're not having to work constantly. You know, you're, you're able to do some of the things that you may want to do for yourself while you're still bringing in income and not having to worry about how the bills are going to be paid. Uh, You know, I think that's the best of all worlds. So let's talk a little bit about that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. And, And the reason why I got into that is in the first year of my business, which was only about two and a half years ago, I was doing really well. I'd kind of got one to one clients. I was making quite a lot of money. I hit six figures in the first six months. But the problem was I was shattered. I was working every hour under the sun. I'd left a nine to five job to see my, I've got seven year old twins and I wanted to see them more. And instead I was working from six in the morning to 11 o'clock at night on my business. 
And I kind of sat there and thought, this wasn't the dream. <laughs> you know, the money's great, but this wasn't what I had envisaged for my life. And then heard somebody talk about this myth of passive income. They, they were having an argument about whether it was, it was real or not. And so decided to really dig deep and learn every single thing I could about passive income streams. And then slowly started bringing one at a time into my own business, more semi-passive than passive. Um, and then within about another eight months, I'd hit about 300,000 in my business and 80% was now through semi-passive and passive. Um, and now it's over 90% and we're onto the half a million mark two years later. So for me, it completely changed my business because I now travel around the world with my kids and, and do the things I really want to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, tell, tell me a little bit more. I mean, people hear, oh God, yes, this is what I want, you know, but what is it really? Let's talk about what it is you're really talking about. Here. That's a really good question because people think of passive income as something that's completely passive and you don't have to do anything and you just make money. And there is nothing, there's no magic pill here. You know, it doesn't work that way. You still have to put the work in. The difference is you're not trading time for money anymore. So normally we, you know, we do maybe if you're a coach, you do a coaching session or if you're a wedding planner, you plan a wedding and then afterwards you get paid for it. And so you're only getting paid when you put your time into something if you're a service based business. And in reality, passive income is not doing that anymore. So, for instance, you do all of the work up front and then you get paid for it over and over again. And the easiest way to kind of think about that is if. Well, let's say you bought a house and in that house you had a spare room. You've, you've got the room, you've painted the room, you've put a bed in the room, you've bought some nice furniture, you've put an advert in the paper to say that room is available. That's all the work done. And then when you get a lodger or somebody in that room that pays you every month, you're making the passive income. So that's like the easiest way of thinking about it. And there's a big difference as well between passive and semi-passive income. So... For instance, I have a course that's passive that somebody can just go onto my website, it's already in, they go and buy it and they go and do it themselves. So I can wake up in the morning and see money in my bank account and I don't have to do anything because it's already written. But then my semi-passive income streams, I have a course that goes over 10 months and it's already in because I've done the course time and time again. So it's written, the workbooks are there, the you know, presentation is there, but I've decided that I'd like to deliver it live once a month for an hour. So that means if I'm delivering it live once a month for an hour, I'm doing 10 hours work during that year, but I'm making around 200,000 from that. So because there's so many people on them because it's already written. So I can just keep putting it out there time and time again. So that's semi-passive. I'm still doing some work, but I'm doing nowhere near the amount of work that you should do if you were trading time for 200,000. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense <laughs> absolutely um what i what i think about when i first hear the word passive income and i have we've never met we've never talked so i have no idea whether this is something that you think about as well but i think of an affiliate marketing yeah, yeah. i i uh, i love absolutely love this video program and I'm, I'm an affiliate for it. I will sell it and I get, you know, 
20 bucks every time somebody signs up for it and all I've had to do is put it out there on my on my website that you know hey this is a great program go look at it do you do things like that as well or yes I do so I'm an affiliate for uh, different programs such as active campaign things that I use every day anyway and when you have an audience your audience is always going to ask you what you use so it makes sense that you tell them but if you're going to tell them at least you know, make some money from doing so. Um, a really good example of that is Amazon. If you have a book club or anything like that, if you're going to tell 100 people to go buy a book, give them the Amazon link, be an affiliate. And if they're then buying a few other things at the same time, you're still going to make the, the percentage on that. So it just makes sense to do it. But some people, their entire business is the affiliate model. So they'll have a website because they have an audience. Maybe they have a blog or something like that. And they'll have pages and pages of, of things that they recommend and they just make all of their money that way. It's a bit like drop shipping. You don't get involved, you're just the one advertising it. I um I spend hours and hours and hours on things that I'm doing for my clients, but it's I really enjoy doing it and that's a that's a, I think an entirely different thing. But I'm working on putting together a program right now where I'm actually going to um, probably use Kajabi. I'm not sure. I know there are all these other <laughs> platforms out there. but And I started out with Udemy, and then I've also done Teachable, and so I'm back and forth. But, you know, I, I'm thinking I can only work with so many one-on-one -on -one people a month. I have a limited energy level i have limited number of hours and if i can create this program that is something of value and that people want i can put it out there and if they want to do it at three o'clock in the morning talk to them yeah that's the great thing because actually when you work one-to-one -one, it does take more energy than you think because you're not just doing it during that hour you're prepping for it and afterwards you think about these people all the time if you're anything like me that like you really care about your clients so you you have them in your head all the time. And when you're doing like a group program, if you think about the clients you've had so far, there's always the same questions that people ask you over and over again. So you may as well tell the answer to those questions through a group of people um, at the same time, especially if you get asked things constantly. And if there's something that you're knowledgeable about, and I particularly think that, you know, we're all an expert in something, an expert to me is somebody that knows the most about a particular subject in an average room. So whatever you know the most about in an average room, you can make a course on that or a membership or an ebook or a workshop or a group program, you know, um, and utilize your time much more effectively. And it doesn't mean getting rid of the one-to-ones. I still do you know, three one-to-ones every six months because I like to keep in touch with people and see what's really going on. Um, but the group programs is a great way to, Never hit an income ceiling. One of the questions that pops into my mind because I've heard it myself and uh, people okay. talk about it is when you put all of these programs out there online, and I'm going to come back to ask you where you use what tool, what yeah. process do you use, but you've got all these programs online and they're watching videos, they're, you know, they're, they're hearing things that three years worth of people have heard you know because it's been out there for two or three years mm -hmm. do they ever get a live person to talk to yeah, people complain about never having a person to talk to yeah. 
And I think that's a really big deal. And that's why actually pretty much everything I do is semi-passive rather than passive because I did have everything passive, but I really noticed that people weren't getting the same results as when I do it live, like 50% more results um, from people when I do it live. And so for the sake of me coming on and doing an hour a month, or if I have a four month program doing an hour a week, I would rather do that and know that I'm going to get amazing testimonials and these people are going to get the results that they signed up for than do it completely passive. I'd rather give a bit of my time because if people can ask you questions live, they're going to turn up more. And the biggest thing with courses and group programs is that people don't show up for them. They get bored. There's no accountability. If you're on there and you can see who's on there, there's more accountability. I was talking to somebody yesterday and she's a part of a group that I'm also a part of. And, and, you know, she said, which makes a lot of sense to me. She's when I don't show up for this particular class, the person, it's not one of her associates. It's not one of her assistants. If I don't show up in class, I get an email from the leader of the program just saying, hey, I noticed you weren't in class today. Are you doing all right? Is everything okay? Is there something we need to talk about? That's great. And that makes her feel so good because she knows she's not one of hundreds of other people who are just sitting there listening to a voice that was recorded three years ago. Exactly. And I think that's a, an important thing. Things have to be updated all the time. So every year I look at myself and there's something like even a Facebook ads module can change within three months. You know, things change all the time and you need to be in the cutting edge of it. You need to know what's going on and update things like that. But I'm a big believer in not having too many people do something at once because I think you can feel like just a number and I'm all about integrity I I don't want anyone to feel like that and so I have a membership club uh, the get I don't know whether you're allowed to swear on this podcast the get stuff done society fine you're fine (laughs) (laughs) and in there I've capped the number of people at 500 because I've been into these memberships where there's 6,000, 7,000 people and you've lost. And I want to know every single person that's in my membership and what they do. You're listening to the Business and Financial Advice Show. Don't wait till pigs fly with your host, Nancy Becker. There's lots more to come. Nancy and her guest will be right back. ready to go shopping? Sure. Just let me go to the backyard and pick some $20 bills off the money tree. Oh, grab a few for me. A money tree? Hey, you ready to go shopping? I can't afford it. Really? How's your business coming along? Good, but sales could be better. And with all the expenses. You should join the Fast Track. Fast Track? It's the Fast Track Your Cash program. It gives you just the right momentum you need to boost your personal business. The Fast Track Your Cash program is professionally designed to target customers specifically tailored to your business, increasing your revenue. It can happen faster than you think. Feel more empowered with your own unique steps to give you back your time while making your business grow fast. Visit us right now at businesssuccessunlimited.com. Businesssuccessunlimited.com. Fast Track Your Cash. I'm joining today. 
Are you a small business owner wondering about your next step for growth and success? What if you had your own dynamic group of professional peers, a group that supports your business with fresh new ideas, beneficial training, accountability, and more? Mega, the monthly Entrepreneur Growth Academy, is a professional peer advisory group dedicated to supporting fellow business owners. Learn about processes and strategies that will get you more time and money. When I first joined the Mega Group, I was struggling in a business that wasn't right for me. Now, I own a local business where I live out my passion every day. Last year, the revenue of my business tripled and we are on track to hit even bigger goals this year. The accountability and feedback of the Mega Group have been invaluable. The Mega Group can help you focus on the right things and start building momentum. Join the Mega Group today at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. They're big, they're shy, they're invisible, and they fly. They're always late, they never arrive. Don't wait till pigs fly. Get your business momentum in action. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. Let's talk for a second because there's a difference between having a class and having a member a membership. Oh, yeah. What is a membership? What what do you do with that? What are people involved in there? So in my membership, um, it's my lowest cost product. So it's normally my entry level where people first come in. It's £49, which I think is $50-ish. Um, and what happens is they come in and once a month, I invite somebody in to give a training on what their zone of genius is. So it could be Instagram, it could be you know, Facebook ads or whatever. And so this guest will come in and train and we do things like we have challenges in there and we'll have um I, I do something called wine down friday every friday evening for half an hour i have a glass of wine we all do and we all have a chat as if we were in a normal job and we went to the pub after work <laughs> because i think we get lonely as entrepreneurs and this is like a community for people to stop feeling lonely and to feel like they're part of something um and i love it it's it's one of my favorite parts of my job because I get to have these 400 to 500 really smart women who they can't afford, you know, expensive high level coaching yet, but why shouldn't they get high level coaching? That's right. Um, so it's, it's really fun and I really enjoy doing it. But also if we're honest about it, it's a really good moneymaker because if you do something that's high volume at low cost, all of those people that can't afford to work with you yet in your courses or on your one-to-one you're not leaving money on the table anymore and and that income stream alone makes me around 200,000 a year and i spend an hour a week yeah. now is this membership program run through facebook how how do you manage this so we've changed it a couple of times it runs so the community is on facebook but the kind of trainings that so people whenever they come in can go and watch the trainings that are already in there um are at the moment on member space so i had a, a Squarespace website and you can get a plugin and if you're on WordPress you can get a plugin called MemberPress for that too to have a member membership site on there but these days there are so many standalone um, sites for memberships that are so good I'm trialing one at the moment called Kartra um, yep, so many different ones and they're so tech friendly that 
the tech used to be the reason that my clients didn't want to have things like memberships and courses. And now it's just no longer an excuse because they're so user friendly. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. And I actually know about Kartra and was looking into signing up for it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it looks quite good. So far, I've been trialing it on the last couple of programs and it seems okay. Yeah, I've got a really good friend who's a coach and she uses it for everything and she loves it. So And isn't that good when you can use it for everything? <laughs> when you yeah, that's nice. Different systems, yeah. My my assistant, I have a wonderful, wonderful assistant who does all of the back end stuff for me. I'm I'm the one that creates the programs. I'm the one that says, gee, I think we need to do and then she poor thing has to go out and figure out how to, how to put it all into use for me. We just switched over to Acuity for calendar and you can do invoicing and all that kind of stuff through Acuity. And if I tell her now we're going to start using Kartra, she's going to throw something. She's not going to like you very much, is she? <laughs> no, she's not. But you're right. There are so many wonderful programs out there that I get shiny syndrome because I go, oh, I want to try this. I want to try this. Like, you know, you, you need to be able to find something though and say, this is what's right for me. And this is what I want to do for my listeners. You know, I, that's why I ask you guys, what are your tools? What are your strategies? Because I want them to have a variety of different things that they can go to. And then we can figure out together, you know, what's the right one for them. Kartra might be right for you. It might be Kajabi for me. You know, it might be you can do a whole lot of things with MailChimp now. Yeah. You know, so where do you house your classes? Everything at the moment is in member space, Teachable, mm -hmm. and Kartra. Okay. Um, but I do play around. I've used Thinkific every now and again i like to to play around and experiment because i've only been in this business a couple of years so there's new things all the time popping up and um i'm a bit of an experiment with tech i like to see what's coming on the market what new things as soon as like chatbots came about i was on it i love a bit of chatbot. um so yeah i like to play around with a lot of different things do you like thinkific i mean i've heard of that one too I think it's as good as Teachable. They're both as good as each other, really. Um, I think that eventually I'll move everything over to one space so that we only need to manage one. But so far, there's never been anything where the membership platform is as good as the courses platform. Um, or And I do a few boot camps and things like that, and it'd be nice to have everything in one go. But the thing that I use consistently are Facebook groups. Yeah. Facebook groups are my thing that I, I think are brilliant and they've made my business. And let's talk a little bit about Facebook groups because um, I'm, I'm in a lot of them. I have some of my own and something that I see repeatedly is some groups have thousands of members. They're very, very active. You get lots of comments and then others, there's crickets. There's nothing. Yeah. I think that's a product of the host um, not giving the audience what they want, but instead giving the audience what they want to say. <laughs> and sometimes they're two very different things. So I've, I've had clients come to me and said, there's nothing going on, like my Facebook group, and I'm, I'm in there every day. And I'll say, ask your audience what they're looking for. And they may have been talking about, you know, 
how to get to six figures for three months and then they ask their audience and their audience are just trying to get to 1,000. Um, and so it, there's a complete disalignment. And I think as well, there's something about making sure that you're still social and you're building a community rather than a place where you talk at people and tell people what to do. Um, the, the community, the members of that community, they need to know each other. They need to talk to each other. Um, and once you build that, then it becomes an amazing place to be. You know, I think because I've just started a new group, in fact, where I really want, I have several thousand people in one of my groups and I'm closing that group down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting, I'm getting lots and lots of people who are coming and signing up for it. And then I never get a word out of anybody. And I'm always saying, come on, guys, this is a community. This is a place for you to talk. What is it that you want? to talk about yeah. and I think the question there becomes do they want to feel vulnerable enough that they're you know that they're willing to put something up so I think it's it's a neat idea to actually try to figure out you know what is going on and what is it really that the clients want but if you're asking them what do you guys want to talk about and you're not getting an answer yeah, then normally, if, if that had happened to one of my clients, I would be, how did you get the people in here? And I'd have a look at the freebie or the sales funnel that are leading them to that and see if it's the right thing for them. Because Facebook group isn't right for everybody. You know, sometimes an email list is absolutely the right way of doing it. I think it's really interesting that as people, and I am not, I do not consider myself a coach, but I fall in line a lot of times with people who are coaches and I think quite often that I see you know the coach thinks that they know exactly what it is that the listener wants to know and they don't reach out and say okay guys you know what really is what's going on with you and how do you how do you want to grow your business yeah, yeah, I think I think that's hard to figure out sometimes. When you're starting something new, how do you figure out what it is your clients want? So often what I do is I go and do an in-person event because if you can be in front of people and speak to them face-to-face, -face, they're more vulnerable with you and they're going to open up more because you're a person, you're not just somebody behind a computer screen. So I'll often do an event, invite like 100 people to that event and mastermind with them. Um, and teach while I'm there and I won't charge for it because actually I'm going to get so much information from it and I can sell at the event so then it makes it worth it um, but there is no I think these days even more there's um, there's a big movement towards connection and real connection instead of the cultured you know um, fake connection that you can sometimes have online um, and so I think doing more things in person is a really good way of doing things. But yeah, I agree with that. And, and I can't, I, I'm disabled. Most everybody that listens to the show knows that I'm pretty much stuck in my chair yeah. <laughs> and, and just do everything online. So I try to do a lot of Facebook lives yeah. and a lot of videos so that people do get a sense of who I am because I totally believe that when you're behind the scenes, you can be anything to anybody, whether that's real or not. Yeah, exactly. 
And because I do so believe in relationships at this point, I want people to be able to see as much of me as they possibly can. What do you think about doing Facebook Lives? Do you think that's a, a good thing to do? Yeah, it's an amazing thing to do. And my entire business grew on Facebook Lives. So when I first started as a coach, I spent six months just organically in all I did. I didn't have a website or anything like that. I just had a Facebook group and I organically just kept going in there day after day, doing lives, helping people with things that I'd made mistakes on and I'd had problems with. And so more and more people started to come in there and it just grew organically and it got to about 1,500 people in the first three, four months. Um, so by month six, I then you know, put something out there and made six figures. Um, but it was all about the nurturing. Like, I think there's something about consistency. I see a lot of people do Facebook lives for a bit and then disappear. And get go. Yeah, because what happens is it takes two or three months. For, it's like crickets for two or three months. And that's really normal to be going in there and talking to yourself or your mum or your sister, you know, in there when actually people are watching and they are taking it in and eventually they'll start asking questions. And then eventually they'll start asking each other questions. And, and I think people get frustrated they get, you know, I've been doing this for three months and I'm not getting anything. I'm just going to quit. There's, you know, and yeah. you never know, but the very next time things might have gone yeah. viral. Yeah. Absolutely. And we've definitely got to this point in business where we expect instant results and it shouldn't yeah. be like that. I, I've done this three times now and I've not gotten anything and you know it's obviously just not the right thing well it might not be but instead of just quitting figure out what you can do just to tweak it a little bit you know and that might yeah. be the answer you yeah. never know and it usually is. yeah I think you're absolutely it right is. and if we look back a few years ago I mean, my parents and, and people of that generation used to say, you know, you probably make your money back in year three of a business. And now if we don't make our money back in month three, we think we've failed. And, you know, we need to be more patient than that and to be more consistent. Yeah. Now, I, I'm looking at your media package here. And one of the things that you talk about is using adversity to propel your business and to get it going. And I am actually starting to, and, and I want you to explain what you mean by adversity, but I am starting to pivot my business a little bit and I am working more and more and more with women who have some sort of a medical challenge right. going on in their life, which is what I think of when I think of adversity. Um, talk to us about adversity. What is your meaning and how do you bring that into the business to help make your business more successful? Yeah, so adversity to me can be anything. Um, anything that you see as a hardship and something that would normally stop you from being successful. So for me, when I was younger, I was bullied very, very badly at school. I um, I grew up in in. I think you guys call it welfare over there, like a council estate here. Um, and I got a scholarship to go to a private prestigious boarding school where everybody was rich. And so I was bullied right from day one for being poor. 
and then continued to be bullied in my first job. And I think it's just, I had that victim mentality by then where I was just, you know, you attract it. Um, and so after a period of time, I was about to give up. Like I didn't want to be alive anymore because of this constant bullying. And then I told myself that I was going to test it. I was going to test what people had said to me that I was useless, that I'd never amount to anything. Um, and so I sought out ways to be able to test it. And I'd left school with not very good, you know, results. So I was 16 at the time. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a law degree. Because the law degree has always been seen as like a high measure of success um, in people that I know. And so I'm going to do one while I'm working full time and see if I can do it. So I studied for four years. I got a very high to one um, and realized by doing that, that actually I could be and do anything I wanted and that people were wrong about me. And so then I set out on this success path, worked my way up to being a lawyer, an investment banker. Um, and then eventually when I had the twins to start in my own business. But when we talk about it propelling you to success, every single time I'm scared to do something, whether it's to walk on a stage or to put something on social media because I might get judged, I will say to myself, I will remember those people and that they said I couldn't do anything and it will make me do it. And I will think, do you know what? I've been through worse than this. And that will make me do it. And I, I wholly believe that if I hadn't had the experiences I've had as a child, um, there's no way I would be as successful as I am now. I wouldn't be at the half a million a year mark in two years. This is because they pushed me to do it. Um, and use that, you know, use that negativity, use any kind of adversity to prove that you can. What does business success look like to you? What does business success feel like to you? What stands between you and that feeling? Business success is all about momentum. Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy, will help you focus on the right things and start building that momentum. The Mega Group is a network of dedicated professionals. They provide focused training and excellent support as only a personal advisory group can. Learn tips, strategies, and valuable insights to unleash your productivity. Isn't it time to stop spinning your wheels? Go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com and join the Mega Group today. Hey, you ready to go shopping? Sure, just let me go to the backyard and pick some $20 bills off the money tree. Oh, grab a few for me. A money tree? Hey, you ready to go shopping? I can't afford it. Really? How's your business coming along? Good, but sales could be better, and with all the expenses. You should join the Fast Track. Fast Track? It's the Fast Track Your Cash program. It gives you just the right momentum you need to boost your personal business. The Fast Track Your Cash program is professionally designed to target customers specifically tailored to your business, increasing your revenue. It can happen faster than you think. Feel more empowered with your own unique steps to give you back your time while making your business grow fast. Visit us right now at businesssuccessunlimited.com. Businesssuccessunlimited.com. Fast Track Your Cash. I'm joining today. Radio and podcast shows are the fastest growing media of the decade. The better the sound, the better the impact you will have with your listeners. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm a producer editor for radio and podcasts. 
If you have your own podcast, I can help with editing, improved audio quality, your own theme music, and intros and outros. Would you like a commercial for your small business? Connect with me for a sound approach to your podcasts and commercials. My email is scott at worldwithinreach.com. Scott at worldwithinreach.com. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. I absolutely could not agree with you more. And that's the kind of thing that I talk about now when I talk about I've had various medical challenges and their challenges. I'm certainly not in any real sense of the word word disabled. I am able. I'm just able in other ways than what normally, you know, you would consider. But I was saying to this, this, this person I was talking to yesterday, I said, you know, if I had not had this car accident, I was in a hit and run car accident. So it wasn't even anything I had any control over. Somebody just, you know, smacked the crap out of me and made it what it is today. But if I had not had that situation happen, I know I would not be where I am today. Because you go through a whole new learning, you go through a different mindset, you go through the fact that you think, I just want to die. I'm sitting here in this dark corner. I can't do anything. I can't get out of bed. I'm, I'm worthless. To like heck I'm worthless I can do just as much as I did before if not more I just have to figure out the right way for me to do it and I I think you can grow so much through that so I agree but I think it's very difficult a lot of times for people when they're going through this you know you had gone through it you had been in it for a while you were coming out the other side if you had said that to yourself when you were right in the middle of school no no chance i wouldn't have even thought i could do it then um but what i do think is another reason to do it is to show other people that are in the same situation as you or have been in the same situation as you that you can and if you can they can you know and i think that's a really big powerful thing to show people and I'm not saying that the bullying stopped either. You know, like the online world is, is even worse than school. Um, and so I'm, I still am a, an anti-bullying like, campaigner because of the online world. And I've been bullied online more times than I care to talk about. But it doesn't have the effect anymore because I'm more resilient because of everything that happened to me as a child. Um, but I want to show, you know, those people that may be going through it right now. Um, that may be in the position that you are in or were in right now, by them listening to you, seeing how successful you are and what you're doing, that's going to give them hope. And that's all it's about, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, I up until very, very recently, I would not put, and I still don't, there are certain things, I don't talk about religion, I don't talk about politics, I don't talk about, you know, those kinds of things. My own opinions are my opinions, and it's not important for other people. But I wouldn't put anything out that had the least little bit of controversy in it, because I was afraid that somebody might yell at me, (laughs) you know? 
And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to cause any commotions. And now I'm going, I believe this. I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it, if I didn't think it was an important point of view or thing to say. So if somebody doesn't like it, they can unsubscribe. They can block my posts. They don't have to read them. But I'm going to say this because I think it's important that somebody else hears it. I think that's a really good idea. And I think there's lots of women entrepreneurs out there that are scared that they're going to be judged. And there's also a lot of coaches telling them that that's in their own mindset, that's in their own head, and that doesn't happen. It absolutely happens. You will get someone say something and troll you at some point in your career. You just will. Um, and so it's best to know it's going to happen and how you're going to deal with it. But I'm a big believer like you in saying whatever the hell you like. Um, and I believe that Marmite is good. So having someone either hate what you're about or like, really like what you're about is much more powerful than everyone thinking you're kind of okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree totally. But it takes time to get to that point. You know, there's this, uh, we talk about in the business world, we talk about people having fear, fear of whatever, fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of success. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm a person that I grew, I was bullied as well when I grew up, but I was bullied by someone in my family. My grand, my grandmother, my mom's mom lived with us from before I was born until the day she died. And I can remember sneaking around the house because we couldn't make noise because grandma would get upset and yell at us. You know, I couldn't have a friend over because grandma wouldn't like it. And, you know, and, and if we said anything, she'd have these smart ass comments to come back with. And, you know, so I grew up being afraid to make any sort of noise whatsoever. And it, it takes a lot of conscious work to get out of that mindset to go, I like who I am. I like what I believe. I know what I believe is right for others. Doggone it. I'm just going to do it. But, you know, I'm 60 years old. It's yeah, taken me a lifetime to get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> it does take time. And we've got to remember that all of the mindset that we have now is because of the experiences and beliefs we had as children. And so, yeah, mine was money, money mindset. So because I grew up with no money, I told myself for years that people like me didn't make lots of money. People where I came from weren't the ones that become the millionaires which is ridiculous, but that's what my subconscious actually believed. And it was only after I did like the money mindset work and I worked consistently on changing that mindset and having a new belief system that things changed around for me and I started to make the money I could because you would so easily stop yourself from, from doing things. Yeah. You know, there's, I've got it. And I just noticed this the other day because I can't go up and down the stairs to our basement anymore. And, and our basement, used to be a, a family room and we'd have posters and signs and all of this down there. And I happened to be at the top of the landing to go down the stairs as I was going outside. And I looked down the other day and here's this big wooden sign at the entrance to the basement that says, poverty is not a bad word. And I'm taking that sign down as soon as I can get somebody to take it down. Because <laughs> while I don't think, you know, people 
need to be ashamed if they don't have money. I don't think that's a good thing to, well, it's okay, you know, to just, you know what I'm trying to say? I, I yeah. think that's a negative mindset. It is. And I'm taking it down. <laughs> and there's so many things from our childhood that are negative mindsets. I mean, my parents used to say money doesn't grow on trees. You know, you don't need a lot of money. You just need to be comfortable. Why should we just be comfortable? Why shouldn't we have every luxury we want? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I still, to this day, I go back and forth. I have a program that someone convinced me I should be charging $5,000 for, and it's worth every penny of that $5,000, but I'm going, I'm never going to get that kind of money for it. You know, people aren't going to pay that. Who do I think I am trying to charge five? You know, I'm still all of those things going through your mind. And until you get rid of those thoughts, you're never going to be successful in the way I define success. Yeah, you won't because you won't be happy. Even if you put it out there and sell some for 5,000, you'll feel like fraud. You'll feel like imposter syndrome until you believe that it's worth it, until you believe that's exactly what it should be, you know, worth. And that takes confidence and work on your self-esteem and work on, you know, your belief in your own ability to make money. And that's all, you know, I, I honestly believe that the mindset piece is just as important as the strategy. Yeah, I do too. And if, if I certainly don't believe it's worth $5,000, I'm not going to come across to anybody I'm talking to as, you know, and you can use the words. And I also think that you can train yourself into this, the law of attraction type thing. You could, if you say it often enough, you're going to start to believe it. I, I get that. But, you know, I'm going to say, well, it's, it's only $5,000 and it's, you know, and I go, but it's only $5,000. Yeah, you'll just start using the wrong words. And I've seen people who have a brilliant product or service and they've tried to sell it to me and they'll be talking about it and they'll be really passionate and really amazing talking about it. And as soon as it comes to, well, how much is it? They go to their little girl voice and they don't sound so confident anymore. And then my belief in it completely disappears because if they don't believe, I'm not going to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... <laughs> it's really it's amazing it's you know I just keep sitting here and I think running a business running your life is not easy and you need to take even now that you're you are making the money you're able to travel around the world with your kids you're doing all of that you've got a wonderful life now you had to work your butt off at some point i'm guessing to get to get my whole life i've I've worked to get to this point and and everything i've done so far and every mistake and every time i've got back up has led me to this and without any of those things happening it wouldn't have led me to this just like you were saying earlier um and i think it's important to remember that you can fail and it's okay to fail you learn from it and you get back up again and nobody I know that has a successful business hasn't had to do that a number of times. Yeah. And I, I lose clients at times because potential clients, not, not anybody that I have as a client. But when I'm talking to someone, you know, they come to me and they say, oh, well, I only want to work a couple of hours a week and I only want to do this and I only want to do that, but I'm going to make $200,000 in the first six months. 
And I'm going, you know, that's a wonderful dream, you know, but I, I personally don't see where this is going to happen unless you've got this absolutely incredible business that everybody in the world wants and nobody else has. And also, it takes you have time just to build an audience, you know, and, and without an audience, you, you have nobody to sell to. And that takes time. So you have to have patience. Right. Yeah. You know, and if you're not willing to put in, and it's a nasty four-letter word, but if you're not willing to put in the work that's required to get you to a certain level, go get a job. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not going to be what you want it to be you're not going to be happy and you're going to blame everybody but yourself for it falling apart and not being successful when if you'd i truly believe that most businesses not all but most businesses if the people have the right mindset if they have the right tools and strategies and they're willing to give it the time necessary, they can be successful. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there is something about work ethic um, and not expecting that, that coaching is, is a magic pill. Like some people have definitely coached with me and just thought by coaching with me, it just by handing over the money, their business is going to be successful. They don't want to do the work. Um, Yep. There is definitely a bit. I can spot those people these days. I didn't used to be able to. Um, but yeah, you have to have that work ethic. And let's admit it, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. It's not the right solution for everybody. No, it's not. It's not at all. And some people are meant to be darn good employees. Yeah. And other people... But you, ha I truly... This is a question that I've been asked, and I, I go back and forth. I do not, I don't believe that entrepreneurship is built into somebody. I believe it can be learned. Absolutely. But I think, I think that there are parts of the person's psyche and parts of what they've learned in childhood that help them become entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. I am awake twenty out of the twenty four hours a day. I don't sleep, and of those twenty hours that I'm awake, every moment I'm thinking something about the business. What can I do to help this person? What can I do to make my business more successful? What can I do? Who else can I find that's an absolutely fantastic speaker to have on the podcast? My brain is constantly you know, looking at those things. That's something that I was born with. That's not something that I learned. Yeah. And I think there are traits, there are, you know, there are certain things that people who are meant to be entrepreneurs are born with. Yeah, I think you might be right. There's definitely a learned aspect because nobody in my family or anyone that I knew was an entrepreneur. Um, and as I was growing up and, and in all the jobs I had, it didn't even cross my mind to be an entrepreneur. But these days, now that I am one, I speak to my father and he reminds me of little things like I used to do things like have a paper round and then I would pay other people to do it and take a cut. 
um, things like that that were just entrepreneurial things that I didn't realize were that. Um, so I'd set up little businesses where I'd sell things, but get everybody else to do it for me. <laughs> I was already wanting to. My first, I was 12 years old with my first business. You know, I mean, I have, I can remember as a five-year-old getting this um, grocery store thing for Christmas present that was the cash register. It was all the little cans of food. It was the, you know, the grocery cart. And I sat there and I charged my mom to buy the food for our dinner. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, you know, for me, but my mom and dad were also entrepreneurs. They were, they had full-time jobs, both of them, and they had their own businesses on the side. So I saw that from the time I was old enough to remember till the day they died, you know? Yeah. And, and so that, that does have an influence on me, I'm sure. Yeah. But I also know a lot of people that, you know, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to have to do all of this for myself. Let somebody else tell me what to do. I'll just sit there and do what I have to do and not have to worry about it. I go home. I have one of my very, very best friends um, used to tell me she worked, she works for the federal government and you know, she couldn't get fired if she had wanted to. She was tenured into this position and she had X number of holidays a year and vacation and, you know, was making three times the amount of money I was. And she said, why don't you just go get a job? You'd be much better off if you just had a job. And I said, I no, thank you. I'm no. going to do it myself. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for those people. We need those people because otherwise who would work for us? <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> i don't know what i'd do without my assistant thank you cindy i know you'll listen to this <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need people at different zone of geniuses are different things and not everybody wants the risk because it is a risk of being an entrepreneur not everyone wants to think about their business 24 hours a day some people are very happy with the nine to five and to be honest i thought i was when i was an entrepreneur until i realized the freedom i could have and for me it was all about freedom yeah, absolutely. So, well, I just looked at the clock and we have just been talking and talking. It's been a wonderful conversation. I've loved every minute of it. What have we not talked about that you think my listeners need to hear? Um, I don't think there's a lot, really. I think the biggest thing I want to get across is that if you're thinking about making passive income, or semi-passive income, and you'll get into that kind of income ceiling level, then just start it, because you're gonna make mistakes along the way anyway, but it's much better to have made those mistakes while you're going along, rather than make sure that everything's perfect and then start. And the, the, the easiest way to start is to work out who you wanna help, who that ideal client is that you really wanna help, and then grow an audience of them. Nurture that audience, ask them what they want, and then build from there. Perfect. That's beautiful. Hey, everybody. This has been an incredible conversation with Lisa Johnson today. I hope you did what I told you to do at the beginning of the hour and got out pens and paper and have been taking notes. There have been some wonderful words of wisdom in this conversation. And it can be heard live on Thursdays at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern. You can find it at Don't Wait 
TillPigsFly.com and on all of the other platforms for podcasting. Um, it's out there. We have great speakers every single week that are giving us their tips and strategies for successful growth of their business. If you know of someone who you think would be a good guest, let me know. If you have questions, you can always write them in in the comments section. Lisa, how would somebody get a hold of you if they wanted to, to work with you going forward? I think the best way is to just uh, go through my website, which is lisajohnsoncoaching.co.uk. And if you just want to hang out in a Facebook group and listen to some stuff about passive income or even starting up your business, then my Facebook group is The Fabulous 5%. Wonderful. That's great. Guys, do it. You'll get tons and tons of excellent information. I am sure. I can guarantee you, you'll find out really great things. So until next time, get out there, be productive, figure out where you want to be in five years, go for it and soar higher. Take care, y'all, and we'll talk to you next time around. That's our show for today. We'd like to extend special thanks to our great guest, our sponsors, and our wonderful listeners. Today's show was produced by Scott Card. To find more of Nancy's podcasts and our sponsors, go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Don't